Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Bot Talk. Welcome to episode 15. This is a non event episode. So, if you guys are sat on YouTube right now as it dropped, then do not worry. This isn't live and this isn't being premiered. It's a normal episode. Go and enjoy. If you guys are on Spotify, thank you so much for listening to Spotify. If you guys are actually on Spotify, something I forget to mention is that please go ahead and follow. Once we get to a high follow count on Spotify, we'll be doing a giveaway as well for all the Spotify listeners. So, that is something to keep in mind. If you guys are watching this hours after the fact, keep in mind that we have all our socials down below we have our twitter we have our website you guys can go check that out where episode 15 has shah from shah solutions it's a very very interesting episode a very nice individual in the community but quickly before we get into today's episode this episode is sponsored by unconducive fnf is a newly founded discord group constructed to those that are newer to the game essentially a discord targeted at people that are new to the game their speciality is having an active community a friendly community guides monitors essentially an all-round good group for newer comers and also if you guys want to go check them out their socials will be down below like always go check them out very very highly recommend that so without further ado guys let's jump straight into today's episode so guys jumping straight into today's episode for episode 15 we have Shah from Shah Solutions Shah Solutions is one of the biggest groups in the community right now it's up and coming it's a very very good group I will leave all their socials down below we're gonna be sitting down with Shah today to go ahead and talk about his history what he's currently doing in the community and his future projects so let's jump straight into it jump Jumping into the first question that we asked all our guests on the show, how did you discover reselling on Boeing? Well, I just want to say thank you for having me real quick. Uh, you're a great guy, very helpful, and I appreciate all that you do for the community. So yeah, let's get right into it. So I discovered reselling uh, back in seventh grade. I moved to a new town and I sat down at the lunch table for the first time and they were all talking about their sneakers and stuff. And I had a pair of mellow, uh, I don't know what exactly they are, some mellow Jordans on and we just were all talking about shoes and I was like, kind of fascinated about why they were like talking about their shoes so much. So, you know, I went home, I started doing some research and I pretty much discovered the whole world of reselling. Cause you know, you, you Google sneaker reselling and you see these articles from like complex that just entice you with these images of like money and like all these expensive looking things. And then you start reading about it and then you're just like, wow, like I want to get involved in this. So then that's how I pretty much discovered reselling. And then, you know, once I got onto Twitter, that's when I started finding out what bots were. And just as I started meeting people in the community, uh, I started like expanding my knowledge about bots and stuff like that. For sure, man. Yeah, most people go ahead and go down that route of discovering reselling and buying. So it's really interesting to hear your side of it and going down that whole path. But moving on to the next question. The next question we asked all our guests, why was reselling something you wanted to pursue? Well, basically, I saw all these kids talking about it and they were talking about how like expensive their shoes was. And then when I saw that you can make money from just buying a shoe and reselling it. It was just so fascinating. And I was coming, I was turning into the age where, you know, you become a teenager, you start to, you know, look at money a little differently. You kind of, you kind of want your own money, you know, you kind of want to start buying your own things. You want to, you want to start becoming your own person. And as I started having these ideas, I was like, all right, I, I kind of want to make this bigger. Like I remember writing on a piece of paper, will work for money. And I put it next to a pair of Laney fives that I had. That was like one of the first nice Jordans I bought. Those came out back in 2013 or 2014. And I remember I had those and a pair of red LeBron 11s. And I just kept, I kept wanting to build it. And I was like, the only way I can expand it is if I keep reselling shoes. So that's, that's how it just, it just became bigger from there. 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of people are addicted, or maybe addicted isn't the right word, but interested in building this whole empire of shoes and stacking on the funds that they already have. So it's really nice to see that you had like a dedicated goal. Some people only do it purely for monetary gain, but it's nice to hear some people's stories where they have certain goals with certain products to go ahead and build up. Moving on to the next question. When everyone gets into reselling, they go through this transition period where they're a manual user and then they move to a bot user. How was that transition like? Uh, basically, you might, if you know, uh, how I operate with releases nowadays, I pretty much try to run like as many bots as I can. You know, I always tweet about bots and stuff. I use quite a few of them. Um, and you might think that I've been using bots ever since, you know, I started reselling, like I said, back when I was in seventh grade, but that's actually not true at all. I went the first like four or five years reselling only going manual. And I used to a big approach of mine used to be uh, paying resell for a lot of stuff when it was cheap and then holding it. Uh, in 2017, that was like when I was at the peak of my inventory. Uh, I had a lot of stuff that I had bought from 2015, 2016, and a lot of stuff rose over that time. So I never felt that I needed bots. But then, you know, I took a break in 2018. I wasn't involved in shoes or Twitter or anything. But then when I came back in 2019, uh, one of the first people I reconnected with was Zeros. Big shout out to him. He's a great guy. I also met Ewan from Splash Force. Those were two guys uh, we met in New York City. And as I started, you know, like hanging out with them and stuff and seeing like how great guys they were and, you know, the stuff they had accomplished, you know, with the bot scene and sneaker Twitter, I was like, why don't I like learn how to use bots and stuff? So it was summer 2019. I used bots for the first time. I was using Phantom. I caught my first pair of Yeezys with a bot. And then ever since then, I've just been using bots and, you know, I'm trying my best to learn as many as I can because whether or not you like it, bots are, that's how you're going to get the most amount of product nowadays. Yeah, touching on one of your points you made towards the end of the answer, bots is one of those dominant forces when it comes to releases where if you're using a bot and you're running a bot, you more than likely will get your item compared to being a manual user. That's how it is. You can go out and manipulate essentially multiple people going for these releases using different cards and different addresses so you can build your inventory very very quickly and i think i speak for everyone in the community it's very nice that you did come back it was very good that you did come back because this opened up this whole avenue of i think something that i wanted to talk about is expressing your personality on Twitter. you're very known for doing that you tweet out other videos about it mm -hmm. and i feel like it kind of has started a bit of a trend. Personally, I have started being a bit more personal on my Twitter just from seeing yours. I thought, maybe, okay, it's he's being personal about his Twitter. He's pushing this comedic element. Maybe I can take some of that and do it for myself. Because mm -hmm. to be honest with you, there are some very, very interesting individuals within the community. They just decide to put up this barrier and uh, not express themselves, which is fine. Some people can choose what they want to do, but I do feel like expressing yourself exactly. is definitely the way to go. But moving on to the next question. So we've talked about how you became a money user to a bot user. How did you go from being a bot user to creating a group? All right, so uh, in, when I came back, you know, I started with the bots and stuff. <clears throat> and, you know, I had always been kind of like my name, Shaw. People knew Shaw, you know, from I had kind of always been like, a meme at first there was always these old pictures of me when i was a lot younger uh there's one picture i have face paint on and i'm waiting at the train station for a yankee game and i remember this was the first time i had ever like gone to like an argument with someone someone found this picture from my mom's facebook and this builds character by the way because you know unfortunately some people have to deal with you know some weirdos on sneaker twitter that will like take it personal and find photos of you and your family and that happened to me and i remember people started making fun of me with that photo and i was just like it beat that sometimes. So, but then when I came back, you know, like 
I was just a lot more open. I started, you know, posting myself more. I felt more confident. You know, I wanted to just express myself like you touched on and I wanted to connect with more people. And I like this, this incorporated the bot aspect. So once I did that and I started like copping a lot of shoes, you know, like it's my Twitter just kind of exploded. Like I had more followers within a few months than I had ever had within like on any other account over three, four years. So people started hitting me up and just like were asking me a lot of questions. And I found that I was helping a lot of people like out of nowhere that I was never able to help before because I had all this bot knowledge that I never had. So then one day I was just curious. Like I, I was just curious. I was like, uh, what would you do if I teamed up with other chefs and like helped other people cook? And then Wash Cops, he messaged me. He said, let's do something together. He was like, you know, we'll use your name. Uh, we'll work together. We'll make this good. Cause he showed me like his inventory and how good he was with bots and stuff. And we were like, all right, let's brainstorm some names. So I asked my mom, I was like, what would, what would sound good? Like Shaw, what? Like I'm trying to make a group. And then she helped me with some ideas. We floated some things out there. And then ultimately uh, with the help of my mom and wash cops, we all decided on Shaw solutions. It just sounded nice. And I think a lot of people like that name. So that's really interesting. I honestly did not expect you to get your mom involved. Some people don't tend to fully involve their parents in their reselling life just because it's one of those things where they don't actually understand it. But it's really interesting to hear and very refreshing to hear that you got your mom involved with the branding of the name. And I can confidently say it was one of the questions I was going to ask you, where did the name come from? And you did answer it within that answer saying it was all a brain song regarding yourself and Star Solutions is a very very unique name it doesn't go along the most common branding within the community it didn't use the common words that most groups use so it definitely stands out for being one of the best groups and having a really really good name but moving on to the next question whenever someone starts a business venture they always make preconceived notions going into this the ideas that they think is going to happen when they're making these business ventures so for you going into Star Solutions what were some of the things you thought that would happen that turned out completely wrong uh, I thought it would be a lot harder. Like, this is a good thing I could say, and I'm very grateful for it because, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone that's in the group and everyone that wants to join because without you guys, there is no group. So from pre-alpha, uh, from alpha to beta to, you know, being a paid group, there's been support ever since I floated the idea. So I just want to thank all you guys. So going into it, when we were going from beta to a paid group, uh, you know, I thought it would be a lot harder to grow, you know, and to get people to want to pay. But, you know, fortunately, there was a lot of support right from the get-go. Uh, when we did our first drop, we sold out. And then, you know, as we did some restocks, we sold out. And then uh, I was streaming with Wick, and we were we were going to drop, you know, 15 memberships because uh, we hadn't restocked in a while. But, you know, our dashboard had an issue, and we accidentally sold 85. So, like, that was just an example of, like, how many people wanted to support me and join the group. So I went into it thinking, you know, it would take, you know, like a year around there to, you know, really get it going to, you know, get the name going, but I've just been blown away by the support. And, you know, I knew it wouldn't be easy. I knew there'd be a lot of people asking questions and a lot of work I'd have to do and a lot of late nights I'd have to put into it. I knew that I knew it was going to be okay and I'd make it work. So honestly, it was just the idea of having to grow a lot slower that ended up like, it's just been a lot faster, which goes into the support. So I just got to thank everyone for that. Without them, it, it wouldn't have happened. Well, that is really nice to hear. Most guests that do come on here when they talk about their preconceived notions, they do talk about how they thought it would be a lot easier. But it's nice to see that you had all the support. And I can confidently say people are supporting a really good group. So if you guys want to check them out, like I said at the beginning of the interview, 
socials will be down below and yeah people did hear about that overselling story and again it kind of just reinforces your point the support's there people want to join the group people want to support you so i definitely do think it's a very very good start to say your group just came out better and it's gone paid so the future is looking very very bright but moving on to the next question when creating a group that's really successful and essentially creating a huge brand obviously that seeps into your personal life what were some of the positive effects of social solutions in your personal life and also the negative effects uh the positive effects you know it's it's given me it's given me something to be motivated towards you know every day you know with the sneaker community there's always drops there's always something go it's not it's not a very dull community very often so it's always given me something to look forward to because i think a lot of people can relate to this when you know there's times in life when there's not much going on if if you're going to school and you know you don't have many tests or classes or you know nothing's going on and you're kind of just like sitting in your room not really thinking or planning or working towards anything you know your mind just starts to wander <clears throat> and you start to like overthink a lot of things and you might just like you might just start thinking about things you don't want to be thinking about so if you have something to work towards like and this is the group is something it's the biggest thing I'm working towards right now <clears throat> it always gives me something to to do and but with that comes a lot of, you know, a lot of stress. It is stressful at times. Uh, there's money involved. Anytime you're dealing with money, especially a business, there's a lot of things you have to think about. Uh, so the stress is definitely a negative. No one likes stress. Um, but other than that, I can't really point out many. Like the only negative I would say, and you might say this is cliche, like it's corny. The only, like when I can't help everyone that I want to, like if I get lucky and I get my group a group by, the fact that I can't get everyone a copy, like, and people get upset like I don't like seeing that like it like because I like making people ha like at the end of the day I'm happy when I make people happy so not being able to make everyone happy and help everyone because sometimes people come to me with problems that I, I as much as I want to I simply have no power over and just like a lot of people thinking that I'm able to do things all the time that I'm sometimes not able to do is just it it, it kind of sucks to see just because you know obviously I want to help everyone that I can but, you know, like, like sometimes people think I'm Shaba from F3 and they're like, yo, can you help me with my key? And I'm like, no, I'm just Shaw. I'm not Shaba. Like, I, I really love you. I love F3. It's a great bot. But unfortunately, I cannot help you. So, like, you know, sometimes it just sucks not to be able to help people. Yeah, I do think there are elements within that, within creating this position for yourself in the community. People do come to you for advice and people do come to you with the problems. And I think it, it kind of just comes with it. I think there are loads of positives to this and there are a lot of negatives to this. But it's that trade that you have to make to go ahead and create a successful business within the community. And it's nice to see that you actually got a positive mindset with it because some people may not want to talk to people with their problems. They may just want to brush you off and focus on what they're doing. But it's nice to see that you have an open mindset to help as many people as possible. And that is very, very well perceived on the timeline when you can just judge it from your tweets on your previous account and your current account everyone knows that you're there to help people so it's really really nice to see and i'm sure everyone's very appreciative of that so having a very successful business as such solutions you definitely need people within the organization helping to create the group really really good what characteristics or specific skill sets do you look for in a person when recruiting them to your group so the biggest thing is just honesty uh, that comes before anything just because honesty is going to save a lot of us time especially with a, a cook group because uh, this isn't like a shot at anyone just when you're looking to add staff to your group and you're looking for certain criteria and sometimes people you know overestimate their capabilities so you know you spend time talking to them they say they can do x y and z add them to your server and you know you only see that they're doing x or you know not doing what they say they could do so I just I always just look for someone who's honest because if you're honest and you're telling the truth then we're 
probably going to work together and do a lot of great things. So I just, I just want someone who's honest and I just want someone who's nice. I just met so many nice people. It's just like caring, good hearted people. Like I had one member in my group who uh, had been in my DMs who saw my YouTube video and that's how they found my Twitter. And we were just talking about life and they said they appreciated, you know, my positivity and, you know, sometimes they strike out, but then they saw me being positive about it and they just want to keep trying. Cause you know, that's what you got to do with shoes. Like you take the L, you just got to bounce back and cop next time. Like you can't give up. So he saw that someone was saying that they wouldn't be able to afford their next month. And he was like, you know, um, I, I don't want them to leave the group. How do I cover the next month? And that was just like a really caring, kind person. So, you know, I hit him up. I was like, I don't want you to be a paying member anymore. You know, I want you to be friends and family. And if you ever want to like help out and, you know, become a mod, for example, like we can make that happen. So like you, some, something like that, just like someone who's nice, honest, you know, everything else is just like, things you can get good at because you can learn how to bot you can learn how to code you can learn how to get good at something you know i don't think you can learn honesty or learn how to be nice you're either a nice and honest person or you're not because you have bad people out there so just if you're nice and honest we're going to get along i think we're going to get along personally and on a business level so that's just what i'm looking for moving on to the next question if you have to take away one lesson so far from running shah solutions what would that be uh, the one lesson so far would be that teamwork makes the dream work because when I try to do things on myself, like approach a release or a new addition to the, to the group or a subtraction, cause you know, sometimes things don't always go as planned. If I try to do things on my own and I don't talk to, you know, wash cops about it, I, I noticed that and that's just never the good thing to do. All right. I'm going to, you know, kind of go off here a little bit real quick. When I started reselling, I just had this whole idea that I would be in this all alone. It would be a solo adventure. Like I'd, I'd be this sneaker reselling person that I would just like do it all on my own. But then as you start doing it, you realize you're not on your own at all. Because if you're a young kid, your parents are helping you, whether you like it or not. Like you're going to have to get help from them at some point. And for me, my mom has been there the entire ride. Like I owe her everything. So that's that like I've learned that you're gonna you're you're gonna want to do it on your own but you're gonna have to work with other people because it's the great people in this community that when I came back welcomed me with open arms and made me feel like I belonged here and made me want to continue and get back into this so that you just got to realize that working with people doesn't make you any less of a person or an entrepreneur or a businessman or anything you want to be in life like working with other people is only going to benefit you and them and everyone else that's gonna that you what you're working on is gonna have an effect on so personally the one lesson i've taken away so far is that you always got to work with people to be successful yeah i definitely do agree with your point there i think personally for me when i got into this i was alone i had that kind of tunnel vision mindset where i was going to be alone i was going to do this alone but once you get introduced into the kind of once you get introduced into the community that we do have, whether people like it or not, this this community knows everyone really. If you uh, if you put yourself out there, then you know of this person. You have people helping you. You have people DMing you, like trading tips. You meet people in groups. So you, it is a community-based aspect. And obviously, people in your personal life can go ahead and help you as well. So I feel like this path of reselling is better to be done with people rather than doing it by yourself. Moving on to the final question regarding Shah Solutions. What have you got planned for Shah Solutions going into the future? All right. So for the future, obviously, you know, the basic trying to get group buys, you know, whether it be for bots, tools, proxies, that's that's a given. But bigger than that, uh, we're trying to work on some in-house products such as, you know, a splash page tool that would help you cop on Adidas supply. 
did I just say Adidas Supply? I meant Easy Supply and Adidas. <laughs> um, that's something we want to offer to members. Uh, I'm also hopefully uh, potentially working on a bot. I'm talking to a dev right now. Hopefully something I can get for the group. Um, this is something they know and something I put out there on the timeline. Um, always just trying to add new stuff. Whatever the group wants, if we think it's possible, we're always trying to add it. We're just trying to build a tight family there because you know once I saw someone was offering to pay someone else's membership, that's when I knew that the people that I have in my group were nice, kind-hearted people. Like I don't see any toxicity in my group really. Like I don't see anyone arguing. I don't see that. I don't think I've ever seen that happen in my group. We haven't had to kick anyone for being toxic. There's no one spewing hatred or anything. It's just nice people that are like trying to help each other and learn at the same time. Like I have a few people hit me up that are in the group and say, you know, I wasn't doing this for a while. You inspired me to get back in it. I see them asking, you know, a bunch of questions. And then within a few weeks, I see them helping other people in the group. So it's just a really nice thing to see. And, you know, I just want to make the group better. Just keep getting better with everything you do in life, especially the group. I just got to keep making it better. And it's just going to take hard work. And I know for a fact it will get better. Well, guys, you heard it here first. If you guys are in Charge Solutions, you guys are definitely wanted to get in here. It's a very good group, very good owner. And as you guys can see, the core elements of the group were just shown on the episode. It's very, very good. And personally, I think the group is going to do very, very well going into the future. So guys, jump on the bandwagon very, very early, okay? Don't jump on it when it's just big. Get in here, get in the community, start helping people. Obviously, that community aspect, personally for me, is the most appealing part. A group can have loads of good monitors, loads of good tools, and stuff like that that groups do have these days. But if it has a very good community, that's the most appealing element for me, personally. Moving on to the final questions of today's episode. If you did have a path lined up for yourself a couple of years back, whether that be going into a certain sport or a certain hobby, did you ever see yourself coming into a reselling community, being a decently big name, and creating a group within the community? No, honestly, I never saw it getting to this point. Um, when I stepped away from it all and I came back, you know, I never, I never thought it would be like this. It was, you know, I have people supporting me from when I've been here that supported me when I came back and all these new people. And I'm just so thankful for that because like, it, it's given me an opportunity to help other people that I wouldn't have been able to if everyone else didn't help me. So it really, it, because life happens, I is everything that's happened to me in the past few years has taught me that everything happens for a reason. If it's good or bad, you just gotta, cause you can't change the past. You know, none of us can change what's happened to us or anyone else in the past, but you know, you can look at what's happened and you can do your best to make changes for the future and just build for the future. So I never, I never had the idea that I would have my own group, you know, but when I came back, the people that I surrounded myself with and the people that I met and the things that I saw going on in the sneaker community, like there was like a big outcry uh, when I came back, like Discord Twitter. I remember when I came back and I had like this friendly beef with Discord Twitter. And now here I am. I have my own Discord group. You know, it's funny how things work. So that's just an example. I never thought I'd have my own group. You know, I used to like jokingly make fun of Discord Twitter and stuff. But, you know, when I came back and I just I started understanding what was going on. Like you just have to adapt. Like things change. People people didn't want the sneaker market or the sneaker community to change. Like I didn't I wasn't here to really see the change, but I, I'm able to, you know, compare the years and the and the cycles that we've been through and see the changes that have happened. We can't change the fact that things have changed in the sneaker community and the fact that things are gonna keep changing. Like like raffles. Raffles seem way more predominant, you know, across a lot more sites. Uh, you know, when Travis dropped his Air Force Ones, no one thought they'd be a raffle. 
But what are we going to do? Just quit sneakers? No, I bought it in the future. That's why you see all these raffle bots coming out now. So literally life is all about changing and adapting. So I never really saw that I'd be here at this point in life, but I've just, I've just accepted it. I've welcomed it. I've embraced it. And, you know, I'm just going to let life keep guiding me and whatever happens is going to happen. Cause you, you can't change what happens. You can just try to make changes for the future. That's, that's just, that, that's just what I've learned. So that's just how I think it steered into this. Just life happened. That That's all I could say. Life happened, you know? And I, I accepted it. Yeah, I definitely do agree that going off script a bit, I think the experiences on the difficulties that a person goes through in life kind of shapes and builds character. It kind of molds them into the person they are and that kind of propels them into certain things if you guys want to be successful at something. Outside of boring, this literally just comes down to the base elements of life. When you go through stuff when you come out of the other end you may be different you may be interested in different things you may be more motivated to go for certain things so i feel like every experience that comes your way just take valuable lessons away from it and go ahead and move forward and that's what shah did that's what loads of people have done in this community i personally did that that's why i'm here at the at this moment and that's why shah is doing what he's doing at the moment so i definitely do think it's just about living all out and seeing where life takes you moving on to the next question we talked about the life element just a bit there in a previous question what do the people in your personal life, like family and friends, think of what you do due to the rarity of the thing that you do? My family has supported me ever since the start. Uh, they think it's really interesting. They kind of understand it pretty well. There's not too, because my mom's been around it for years, you know. Uh, she's always helped me with shipping and stuff, and she's always seen boxes and always just literally been my biggest support ever since the beginning. So uh, they, they think it's interesting, you know. They think when I tell them about like, when they see me tweeting or, you know, like when we're out and they see me on my phone and I'm on Discord, you know, making an announcement or something, they're like, why are you on your phone? And I try to explain it. Uh, they understand it because, you know, it's business related. So there's no like there's no one really who thinks it's stupid or anything, because I know, unfortunately, there's some people on here who have to deal with their parents that don't understand it and think that what they're doing is bad. Don't think it's like it's like that. It's it's right. Don't think reselling is allowed because they just they just don't understand it. So. Personally, I've had a lot of support from people in my family as well as friends because a lot of my closest friends are into it as well from school. Um, my closest friends that I'm still friends with out of high school, the majority of them are into shoes as well. Um, a few of them aren't, but a lot of them are. Like my best friend, he was never really big into it, but we became friends and I kind of like, like, he kind of grew towards it because of me. So it's really nice just seeing like different people get into it. And I just have a lot of support. You know, people at college, they think it's a little bit weird um, just because, you know, they haven't been around it really. And I guess many people didn't do it back in their hometowns. And, you know, when they found my Twitter, they didn't really understand it. They found it a little bit weird. But, you know, some of them, like one of my sweet mates really was into it and was like totally like, wow, that sounds great. And, you know, I let him join my group. So just stuff like that. It, once people under, it's all about understanding. Once people understand what resound, you know, they they start to think more positively of it yeah i definitely do think that lack of knowledge does create an element of misunderstanding i feel like some people could see this as being illegal obviously this isn't illegal it's just one of those areas where it's not illegal it's not illegal it's just something that people do to create money for themselves and create revenue streams in a completely different way to normal teenagers do these days or normal adults do these days so i feel like if someone's listening to this episode right now you have someone in your personal life that you want to loop into this whole thing or try and make them understand my my best way to do this and i've done this with people i've literally just sat them down and said okay i sat down on this day 
I got these shoes, I sold them because there's an aftermarket, I made X amount of money doing it. And I think if you show them with statistics and you actually show them the market, it kind of creates a more of understanding and they're more open to it and they don't find it as weird. That's my little take on it. But it's very, very nice to hear that people in personal life do agree with it and obviously that kind of creates a whole support network for you going forward. Moving on to the final question. I'm personally very, very curious about this. Can you see yourself ever stepping away from reselling and owning charge solutions or maybe owning it silently in the background to pursue something else? Um, for as long as reselling is going on, there's never going to be a time where, you know, I announce like I'm stepping away from Shaw Solutions or something, you know, like, you know, no one knows what's going to happen in life. So God forbid, there's a time where I literally cannot dedicate any time towards it. You know, we still have wash cops. We still have the whole support team. So I'm never going to say, you know, I'm, I'm stepping away. Like I'm just going to stop doing it. If life school happens, you know, and I can't be very active for a certain amount of time, that's something I can't control. But for as long as the reselling game is going on. I will be here. Shaw Solutions will be here. We will keep growing. All my members will keep cooking. That's guaranteed. And I'll keep doing everything I can to make it better. But if the whole resell game uh, somehow dies, I don't. I do think that will happen one day. But I don't think it's for like for at least. I'd say it's got at least a decade. Like I don't. There's no way hype shoes are just gonna suddenly die within ten years and the whole aftermarket. I just don't see that happening. I see the way Nike. You know, approaching the game being completely different. I see them taking away most inventory from retailers and selling it more directly so they make more money straight to the consumer. I see a lot more raffles being implemented. But just because since since botting started back in the early 2010s, you know, 2013, there were sneaker bots. I'm sure there was in 2012, you know, probably maybe a little earlier than that, some private scripts and programs that were being developed. Uh, when all those things happen, you know, people just had to keep adapting. So like I'm saying, as long as the reselling game is alive, I do not see myself stepping away. But if if it unfortunately, you know, takes a turn and the government says, all right, sneaker bots are now legal, like they did with ticket bots, you know, there is a chance, you know, I'd, you know, you know, if it got to that point where the game died, you know, and, and groups weren't thriving as much, you know, I could definitely, you know, have seeing myself having to adapt. But as long as the game is thriving and as long as there's ways to resell and make money, whether it be shoes, streetwear, toys, collectibles, art, like we will be here, I will be here, Shaw Solutions will be here. So that's how I answer the final question. Well, guys, that is a very, very well-rounded answer for today's episode. This episode, like I said on Twitter, isn't a special event episode. It's a normal episode just to give you guys a little break from all the live streams, all the events. However, next week, we have a very interesting episode coming as well. I'm not going to mention when this event episode or not, but you guys are going to have to tune into that. But quickly, before we end off today's episode, I want you guys to go down below and check out Shah's socials. He has a YouTube channel as well. I want you guys to go ahead and subscribe and let me know in the comments. Once you've done that, go follow him on Twitter. His previous tweet got terminated, so it'd be very, very nice of you guys to go ahead and follow him. Get his followers back up and also check out Shah's solutions as well. Their socials will be down below. I'm going to catch you guys in the next episode.